You cannot expect the enemy not to attack. We've been studying with the staff and on Wednesday night uh, on how not only does Satan attack, but the victory that we have against it. And we do have that. But we have to be willing to to be raised to a, an awareness. And sometimes I think that we kind of look at things and, and think that, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, I'm just going to live my life the way I want to live my life. And yet, it does matter. It matters when hell begins to break loose in your life. It will begin to matter. And things aren't going right. I guarantee you it will change your disposition. Let's do something. It may not work, but I was thinking about this. How many of you on, on and will admit it? And, and this, I'm not trying to not want you to admit it. I just know I'm not. But how many of you are on Facebook? Raise a hand. I mean, keep it up. Do y'all like to do good stuff on Facebook? Let's, let's, let's put it. Y'all want to experiment? <clears throat> I kind of like to do this. Let's, let's experiment, but now you've got to use your Facebook. I mean, you've got to be serious with me here now. Y'all promise to be serious with me? I'm only hearing one or two yeses. Across the board, are y'all really, y'all have used it enough for garbage. Let's, let's use it for God here. I tell you what let's do. On November the 19th, let's have a high attendance Sunday. Y'all want to do that? You know what that means, right? Well, good. You know what, you know, you know what that means? That means you've got to get out there on Facebook and say, you know what, some of you kind of been a little slacking. Now, next Sunday, let them know about the Uganda Choir, but, and, and let them, and hope they'll come. But let's just see, I, I was kind of calculating since, since we've lost uh, you know, our trailers and we've had to pile classes on cloth of classes. And, and by the way, if y'all don't think we're working on it, look, Nick, we got the, we're working on the interior, getting it framed. They're going to order the floor system this week. And so just, just be praying with us about all this stuff. And, but let me tell you something. I believe that, and, and it's, it'll just, this is a man deal. I understand that. This is about no more spiritual than this. But I guarantee you that we're, we'll see a bump if you'll help me. You'll help me. Because we, we tap on about 400 people right now. Because, I mean, like I say, we all know some people have, you know, decided to change families, and that's okay. But let's help me with that. Help me get the word out there and say, hey, at Solid Rock Baptist Church, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, we're going we're gonna to seek a high attendance. Let's just go for 400, all right? Y'all all right with that? Well, then help me out, and I promise you we can get there. Now, it won't mean one frog leg difference, except you'll feel good that particular Sunday because the house will be full. If they listen to you. Now, if you don't have any influence, <laughs> we may have less. <laughs> but let's, let's, let's at least try it. Y'all in for me? Let's vote on that. We ain't ever voted on anything. So rock. All in favor, say aye. I'm going to do that. Raise your hand and say aye. Help me out. Let's see what happens, all right? Take your Bibles and turn to Acts 19. I want to share with you a biblical su- summary now because I'm going to have to move away uh, the next, on the 19th, I'll be preaching on Thanksgiving on something about that nature. And, and next week, we'll have the Ugandan choir. <clears throat> so, this passage here 
is an interesting passage. It's biblical. It talks about the enemy. And, uh, and I want us to look at it. Acts 19, verse 13. A team of Jews were traveling from town to town, casting out evil spirits, tried to use the name of the Lord. The 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 incantation they used was, I command you by Jesus. I like what Tony Evans said the other night. Just because you use Jesus is not going to scare Satan. Understand that these guys were, were using Jesus' name. They were doing everything. That, to a point now, that don't bother the demon. I mean, you got to get serious about when you go dealing with, with the enemy. And the enemy, if he knows you're serious, we're going to talk about some serious stuff today. But some of us get a little silly when it comes to this. But the Scripture says that these seven, they were actually seven Jewish sons of priests. They were preacher's kids. They said, I command you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches, whom Paul preaches now. Get that, right? They don't think they believe it's just whom Paul preaches. To come out of this demon-possessed person. All of a sudden, the evil spirit spoke back. Now, that would kind of spice up life for you. If a demon began to speak to you through another individual, wouldn't it? What did the demon say? I know Jesus, and I know Paul, but who in the world are you? By the way, that was not a compliment. If the enemy don't know who you are, then chances are you're on his side. Can I get a witness? When you have hell going in your life, I had a call come from a friend of mine. He said, I just don't get it. It just seems like nothing's going right for me. Everything. I said, you trying to do what God wants you to do? I said, then don't expect anything else but that. Don't expect everything to go right. It's not going to go right. They came against Jesus. They're going to come against you. If you're doing what Jesus called you to do, you do your own thing, you probably won't have any trouble. It's interesting what happened. After the, the demons asked who these guys were, all of a sudden they leaped on them, attacked them, And there was such violence, they fled out of the house naked and badly injured. Now, let me tell you something. (laughs) I made an attempt or two, and I don't just go around doing it to, to exercise a few demons. But all the time I did, I said, dear God, don't let them jump on me. And if you go trying that mess and you've got flesh weaknesses in your life, you better beware. Because you may not know what they are, but the demons do. Hear me out. I ain't talking foolishness. I'm talking truth. 
Unfortunately, what we have today are those that are not the real deal. We got a lot of people pointing at things and maybe even saying some serious stuff, but what happens if the demons really came against you? Would you, would you fare out all right? You see, I believe, unfortunately, that there are a lot of Christians who are very, very gullible. They believe just about anything that comes along. If a person has a Bible in their hand and he stands up and says, I can teach and I know the Word of God and I'm going to tell you about the Bible and I'm going to point and tell you what's right and wrong, everybody says, oh, he's got the Bible. He must be right. Not necessarily. A lot of Christian people fall for every kind of hocus-pocus that comes down the line. And And the reason for it is they're spiritually gullible. There was a, an article about in Weekly World News that said these stories were in these, this particular, uh, these name of these stories were in this report, but they didn't show up just everywhere. It just happened to be in this Weekly World News. And here's a few of the headings of the articles. Man saws off arm to get a handicapped parking place. Girl with four arms is the volleyball champion. Hero duck, here's for you hunters. A hero duck rescues drowning boy, three years old from Raging River. Georgia repairman has totally been paralyzed since the day his boss yelled at him in 1988. Farmer shoots a six-foot butterfly. Navy subs finds 30-foot human skull on the ocean floor. UFO crashes and kills 12 space aliens. Disease forces a little boy to eat live animals. I believe bugs, but... A doctor cuts out his own appendix in a traffic jam. I felt like it. On I-20 and 285. Worldwide pimple. Plagues, plague will strike millions of teenagers. Heck, it only takes one teen, pimple on the nose of a teenager and they go bananas. My favorite one is this. Lost dog finds their way home. Watching a lassie movie. The article said little spunky little pooch named Lady trotted about 100 miles in 14 days to get back to the human she loved after she was lost in a Minnesota forest ravaged fire. Some would say it was by instinct. Some would say it was by the power of love. But the owner, whose name was Sue, said Lady's heroic journey back was because she watched the Lassie Come Home movie series, so she knew exactly what to do. I'm sorry. You believe that, you'll believe anything. You're gullible. Now, 
This is my God. Do I believe in Acts chapter 19, verse 13 through 16, which says that against seven phony preacher's kids who tried to expel demons out of somebody who was seriously filled with a demon? Do you mean to tell me you believe such junk? Yes, I do. Because it's in the book. And demons come into this place every Sunday. And many of them come through you. Better hear me. You see, some of you believe just about anything. You go on to Google or you go on the Internet. And you, I, I was witnessing and sharing with some kids the other day, and they got <clears throat> right before they were baptized, and I didn't know it, but evidently the school that they go to teaches that there's going to be an apocalypse. You know what that means, right? That the earth is going to explode. How many have been taught that? Raise your hand. How many believe that? Raise your hand. That the earth's just going to blow up. Well, I'm glad you've got some saneness about you. Because the earth is not only going to last seven years of tribulation after the rapture, but it's going to last a thousand-year millennial reign where, where there will be people on this earth and hell and Satan and all the demons will be cast into the bottomless pit. And there will be things going on here on this earth that will go on for a thousand years. People will live and have children with no sin. And we who are the church and believers will be with Jesus. Where? In Jerusalem. In New Jerusalem. That's where we're going to be. You say, that's the craziest story I've ever heard. Ain't no crazier in your apocalyptic stories you're hearing. But my story just happens to be a biblical story. True. John tells us, don't believe everything that you hear. He declares that nothing you hear, uh, that he declares that not everything you hear is true. Be careful. I used to think there was jackalopes. There's some of you dummies, hunters, you still believe that? You believe there's actually rabbits with with antlers. Because some good person stuck two anklers on a rabbit, and you went in a restaurant and said, there's a jackalope. I believe now in jackalopes. Gosh, I'd like to have some swampland sell you. Not every religious group that claims to be of God is of God. Not every church that has a sign out that says that we preach the Bible is preaching the Bible. This may be a two-part. I thought I was going to summary. Is that, is that going to be all right? Because there's some good stuff in this. It's going to make some of you mad, but I don't care. You'll get over it. You have to if you're a believer. If you're not a believer, get right. Then you'll get over it. In the summary, because of the counterfeits and because there's not everybody's the real deal, What did John say? Turn in the Bible. Don't give me your Bible, but turn in your... No, don't turn it into me. But turn to 1 John 4, 1. Because you see, 1 John 4, 1, he dealt with this. He dealt with counterfeits. He dealt with religious gullible dummies. And here's what he said. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. Don't, Don't believe all of them. 
Why? Because they're not all speaking by the Holy Spirit. They might be speaking by the demonic spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have actually comes from God. In other words, the first thing that in our summary statement here about spiritual things is that that the test to see if it's truly from the Spirit of God. Just because you turn on some channel and hear hear some podunk preacher or somebody that's all smart and knows what he's saying, it doesn't mean necessarily he's telling you the truth. Because some of you are so gullible when it comes to the Bible, you don't even know what you believe about the Bible. So how are you going to line it up with nothing? There are two forces in this world actually going on. There's the spiritual forces at work. There's the spirit of truth on one hand, and there's the spirit of error on the other. Satan confronts the the human mind with error, and he seeks to trash not only your mind, but your life that leads to error and flesh. But the spirit of truth is different. The first piece of armor that we're supposed to put that's on us if we're in Jesus is the belt of truth. And then everything that we're to line up about what we hear, what we believe, what we say, what we do ought to line up right here. If it not, keep your mouth shut. It's an opinion. Now, you're entitled to your opinion just like you are your nose. Just don't pick it in public. That's nasty. I mean, you all have opinions like you got noses, but some of your opinions need to stay opinions if it doesn't line up here. I didn't mean to use such a graphic. That messes me up for lunch. I'm going to Rutledge Diner. John's telling us that everything, that not to believe everything that we hear, but he tells us to try the spirits. What's that mean? That means to put them to a test, to prove them. It's like putting metals to a test. If you put them in a hot fire and set it up there, whatever temperature it melts that, all the impurity and the rotten things will slide to the top. But the pure metals will will purify and separate. Listen, all you got to do is take whatever you hear, and I don't care what some priest, some other preacher, what your mama or your grandmama said. If it ain't in here, I don't have to believe it, and I don't have to live under your bondage. Just don't. I'm sure having fun with this. Jesus said in Matthew 7, verse 15, Beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep but are really wolves that will tear you apart. Paul said it like this in first, or 2 Corinthians eleven four, You seem to believe whatever anyone tells you. But then he says in verse 14, I'm not surprised. Why? Because even Satan can disguise himself as an angel of light. Did you hear that? Satan can come and he will. He's not going to come with a red pitchfork. 
he most of the time won't come like he did coming against Jesus because, I mean, they, they were desperate. With you, you're so worldly, we're so worldly, that sometimes the demon says, I just wait and bide my time. I'll enter in that point of flesh somewhere and get done what I want done. John, 1 John 4, 2 says, this is the way to find out if the, if, the, if the people that say they have the Spirit of God are true. If a prophet acknowledges that Jesus Christ became a human being, that person has the Spirit of God. What does that mean? That means that Jesus came in the flesh. But listen to me. Jesus was Jesus for eternity. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Your Mormons don't believe that. Your Jehovah Witnesses don't believe that. There's some Baptists that don't believe that. There's other people who believe, nope, Jesus was the human manifestation of the Father. That is not true. That's false. Jesus was the manifestation in the flesh of himself who was also God. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God. Listen, there's just some things, I don't care how hard you try to figure it out, God didn't intend for you to explain the Trinity. Just accept it. Believe it. You'll go crazy trying to explain it. But it's true. Colossians 1.15 says, Jesus existed before God the Father made anything at all and is supreme over all creation. Verse 16 says, Jesus is the one through whom the Father created everything in heaven and earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see. Everything he created through Jesus was not only for the Father, but for Jesus. It's for them. We were created for God. John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word. The Word already existed. He was in the very in the beginning with the Father, and He was not the Father, but He was God. You see, Jesus has a Father, right? The Bible says when He died and was ascended in the book of Acts, He went to be at the right hand of the. Now, is that the right hand of Him? No, His Father. You see, some people have a real difficult theological time with that. I don't. I just believe it because that's what Jesus taught. But you know in John 15 it says that the Father and I are one, so it must be the same person. No, they're one together, man. They're one in cause and purpose. But they're distinctive personalities in one God. Again, you write all that out and get it all figured out, bring it to my office. I'd like to read it. Jesus, immediately when he became flesh, Satan attacked. What did he try to do? Kill him. Remember? There was a creed that went out in the land. They wanted to kill all of the babies because they wanted to kill Jesus. Satan hated him. And he knew that if he came, it would be the end of him. And that he would be defeated. 
Hebrews 4.15 says, Jesus is our high priest. He understands our weaknesses, for he faced all the same temptations you and I face, but Jesus faced them without sinning. Didn't sin. It's perfect. It's a perfect sacrifice. That's why he can forgive your sin, cover your unrighteousness, and in God's eyes make you righteous. Only Jesus could do that. Well, Mike, did Jesus ever test the spirits? Did he? Oh, yeah. He didn't have to in terms like we do. Jesus walked into the crowd. Get out of here, Jesus. Why are you here? You think I'm lying? Turn to Luke 8. It says that out of Luke 8, legion, he squealed. With the, with the multiple voices of demons. Yeah. Now, do we see it like that? If we did, we'd never go to church. If you've seen people, if you've seen people have a demonic fit, you'd be scared to death. Most of you. Some of you say, well, that's how my kids act all the time. Jesus, in Matthew 16, walked up to Peter, and Peter said, Jesus, you're the son of the living God. Did he not say that? And two verses later down, you know what Jesus did? He commended him then, but then he corrected him. Because all of a sudden, out of the mouth of Peter said, you will not surely die. And Jesus looked at Peter. He didn't say Peter. He said, Satan, shut up and get behind me. Do you get that? You mean that Satan can speak through believers? He did Peter. What makes you think you're better than Peter? Yeah. One night, could have been a Halloween night, Jesus went in the graveyard, and in Luke 8, I think it was Luke 8, yeah, anymore I can't read my writing, when I take my glasses off, I look at the, I highlight it so I know where I'm hurting my head. Immediately, the demons did exactly like what I just told you. They begin to scream. You know what they said to Jesus? Jesus, it's not our time. What are you doing here, Jesus? Don't, we, we don't, don't send us back to the pit now. It's not our time. Leave us alone. You remember what was grazing beside them? Smart pigs. The demon said, look, Jesus, don't send us back to the pit. Don't put us in, in, in dry places. Put us in those pigs. Did he not say that? The demons. Immediately. Jesus cast those demons out of legion. And all of those demons went into those pigs. Now, does that mean we shouldn't eat barbecue? Huh? 
Did those pigs become evil? No. They had better sense than you and I. They went and killed themselves. Did not the Bible say that? They ran off and drowned themselves. Heck, we'll let demons just work in us. Not the pigs. It's not pigs. It's not pumpkins. It's not Easter eggs. It's not Christmas trees. It's not all that. Look, that's simple stuff. Let me tell you something. Jesus went to the heart of the matter. And with Legion, you know where it was at? It was in a graveyard with hell itself existing in one man who was cutting himself. You know what cutters are, right? Cutters cut themselves. You do know that, right? We have cutters everywhere. That's demonic. Look, let me tell you something. Satan would love for you and I to get sidetracked. He'd love for us to be chasing aliens everywhere. But I got news for you. When it comes, I don't care whether you agree with me or not, but I join hands with my Savior. And but if it means going straight into hell, that's where I'll go. If I know people get saved. I am not going to let the squealing, I'm not going to let Satan get the credit. Yes, I believe Halloween is Satan's birthday. But by golly, last Sunday night, he took a punch. We filled this house with a lot of worldly people. Oh, God. Worldliness was in the church. You better believe it. There were demon-possessed people here. There were lost people here. They trashed this place. But you know what? I had a grin on my face. Nineteen people made a decision that if we had a sat at home, if I'd have said, no, I'm going to let Satan have the glory, not me. I'm joining my arms with Jesus. And if I have to go in hell itself, you'd do it, wouldn't you? Scare me to death. If I knew, now I have a a confidence that those 19 people, if they meant what they prayed, they had an encounter. Just like Legion in that graveyard had an encounter. Those demons had to come out. Jesus had to go in where it was yucky. He had to go in where death was. He had to go in where demons was. He had to go in where hell was raging. I ain't for the weak in heart. But you know what was cool? Butch and I have talked about this. I love this illustration because you know when that guy, Legion, those demons got expelled Where did we find him after they left? At the feet of Jesus. With what? A right mind. In his right mind. Clothed up. And you know what? You know what the words next came out of the legion's mind? Or out of that... that, uh, Delivered man's mind. You know what he said out of his mouth? 
Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to be close to you. I want to stay with you. What did Jesus say? No, I can't. I need you to go into the highways and the hedges. I need you to go into wherever it takes, wherever lost people are, whatever it takes to get them, and you tell them what happened to you tonight. That's his story. Listen, you can play teenly winks in your hocus-pocus world if you want to, but Satan's real. And if we're going to go out for Satan's people, satanic people, if we're going to go out for the people that are lost, and by the way, that's what lost people are. That's what you were. You ain't going to do it sitting in these doggone pews or at home huddled up in prayer meetings. There's a time when we pray, but there's a time we have to go to battle. Last Sunday night, we went to battle, and we saw God show up. And then we just cleaned up the mess after it was all over. Had I done that in the church, in any other church that I had served, and messed up the carpet like we messed it up, and had blocks thrown all everywhere, and everywhere we turned, it was a mess. I probably would have been asked to leave the church. But that's religious people. That's phonies. You hear me? They, won't, they don't care about lost people. If you care more about this carpet and this wood-made stuff, there ain't nothing magical, mystical about anything in this right here. This is all man-made. You are the temple. You're the place where God dwells. It's not in this stuff. We want to take care of it. But don't get it mixed up. And you weren't called to a playground. You weren't called to tiddlywink with the enemy. We have to go. And we have to face Tough stuff. And sometimes we'll be laughed at. Sometimes we'll be ridiculed. But I got news for you. I'm going to continue to eat my barbecue. We're going to continue to have fall festivals. Because I'm not after the candy and all the specific. I'm after people who, man, I have never in my life seen so many lost people in the church. Some of the youth, I, I, they were over here because I was over here watching. There were a couple of boys I just wanted to just about knock upside the head. But I knew if I had done that, it wasn't my kids. But if I knew I'd have done that, I'd have lost them. You can't, just because you bring them into the atmosphere and you bring them into the environment, you can't make people believe. You might run them off, but you can't make them believe. Amen. But the Holy Spirit showed up here, and folks got saved. Thank you, Jesus, that we can join arms with Jesus and know that he is here to save people. And he'll go in the darkest. He'll go to the graveyards. He'll go to the bar rooms. He'll go to the strip clubs. He'll go. Now, I'm not. But he, he'll go there. Whatever Jesus has to do, 
He's not afraid of that stuff. Some of you don't need to get, go there because you'd end up so bad in the world. You couldn't even. It's just best you stay at home when, on stuff like that. Me too. But honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I've never felt like that I joined up with Jesus any more than I did last Sunday night. When I saw, oh, there wasn't, you know, it was sad. It's so sad. This church is empty compared to what it was last Sunday night. Couldn't hardly find a seat. Yeah, but they were there, they were there to hear Caesar. What's the difference between that and the wild game supper? Except it didn't cost us $32,000 to pull it off. Y'all didn't know it cost that much for a wild game supper, did you? We got off cheap seats last night, last Sunday night. <laughs> but folks got saved. Amen? We need to be shouting under the, to the house. Top. The Bible says in heaven, not the angels, but in the presence of angels, those who got saved last Sunday night... Uh, there was rejoicing going on. Down here, we just like a bump on the log. Oh, so what? I'm mad that you had it. Get a life. Let's pray. Jesus, I love you.